When I was little, my siblings and I knew all about waiting because nothing in those days ever happened fast. There was no downloading or streaming, no texting, no Googling. And get this, sometimes a question would arise, no one would know the answer, and we would just have to sit there not knowing something. Imagine what that feels like. The younger folks have no idea what that feels like. We had to wait a lot in those days. We had to wait all week long to watch the one good show on television that all children loved, which was called The Wonderful World of Disney. And if we wanted to hear from a relative, we had to wait for an expensive, long-distance phone call or a letter. <laughs> you get the idea. We knew about waiting, but the most difficult waiting of all, the waiting that was dramatically and agonizingly difficult for all of us in that era of waiting, all of us children in those days, was every year checking the mailbox day after day as the holidays grew near, waiting for the Sears Wish Book catalog to arrive. Now, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, it was a catalog that came every year and it was filled with all of the pictures of all of the toys that you could ever want. And that was in the day, the days before lightning quick Amazon shopping. And so we depended on that one big catalog for everything. So what joy when it arrived, crammed as it was with descriptions of every possible toy. My brothers and sisters and I battled, my turn, no, my turn, to be the first to pour through those tissue-thin pages and circle the things we wanted for Christmas. And always, always, it took forever for Christmas to come. So, we Christians actually dedicate a whole season of the church year to waiting. And we begin that season today. This weekend, we enter the waiting season known as Advent. That's why we're wearing blue. This is the color of Advent, and the Latin word is coming. And it marks the time when we await the coming of Christ. Prepare ourselves spiritually to celebrate and relive the birth of Jesus later this month because his birth is nothing less than a cosmic moment linking and connecting heaven to earth and earth to heaven. God born into our world to live among us and save us. We're waiting for that. And not only do we prepare for Jesus' birth and the reliving of that moment, we also prepare for when Jesus will come again. You heard that in the readings this morning, and you might be wondering what that means, and it means a lot, but I love the simple way that the theologian N.T. Wright explains the second coming. He says, it'll be a time when the joining together of heaven to earth and earth to heaven begun with Jesus' birth, will be complete. Whatever that means. 
And we don't know exactly, exactly what that means. But in today's passage from Mark, Jesus, we hear Jesus preparing his followers for it, trying to tell them about it. He says, you do not know when the master of the house will come in the evening, at midnight, cock crow, at dawn, or else he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly. And what I say to you, I say to all, keep awake. What a message, keep awake. God wants us to live in this perpetual state of awareness and awakeness. Awareness and awakeness of that connection between heaven and earth and earth and heaven and to, to be aware of it always, now and as things in our lives continue to unfold in whatever way and time God has planned. And part of living this awake and alive life is to truly care for the world that God has given us now and the people in it, to see and serve who and what is around us. How? Well, I think that we make choices every day to live for others or live for ourselves alone. We make them globally. We make them in our communities. We make them in our churches. And we make them in our personal lives as well. So the question for us is, are we sleepwalking? Another way of saying just thinking about ourselves. Are we sleepwalking through our time here on earth, or are we awake and alive and pouring out God's love to others? This matters, this question, because at some point, our time runs out. And that's what the keep awake warning is really saying. It's saying that either all at once or bit by bit, time runs out for each of us as individuals and it runs out for us as a people and it even runs out for us as a species. And when our time is up, can we say that we're ready for whatever comes next? That's the second meaning of coming, of advent, of preparing for Jesus. It's a time for us to ask ourselves, Am I living a life that will make me feel satisfied and at peace when it ends? I think it can feel overwhelming sometimes to measure up, to have, to be living this life that, that is going to satisfy us when all is said and done. Uh, it's hard to maybe live up to the good that we know that God placed inside of us to use our time on earth well. And other forces in our world work against us. They work against the work of readiness, that personal change that we want, that, that, that world change. It can feel so hard and countercultural, and yet there's hope. Think again about the first meaning of Advent, this, this, this beautiful, beautiful fact that Jesus 
came into the world as a human child. In that way, hope became human in the infant Jesus. Hope became a member of the human family. Hope walked among us and is right here with us, giving us strength to live the lives that God has planned for us. We aren't alone in this, even when we feel that we are. We hope, yes, and wait, and trust in the love and care and guidance that God promises, and it's provided for us, even now. We hope, and we wait, and I want you to think about a deep and serious hope that you hold in your own heart right now, a hoping that you hold in your heart as you wait. Simone Weil wrote that our faith life is all about waiting. She said, waiting patiently in expectation is the foundation of spiritual life. And we here at St. James are waiting too as a community. As one writer put it, what we're doing is we're keeping a flame alive among us. And we take it seriously so that it can grow and become stronger than what any one of us could do alone. I want to tell you a story about hope in my life. One cold night, the week before Christmas, many years ago, I was in my 20s in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Snow lay on the ground, and a friend walked me home from a lecture. And in those days, in my 20s, I didn't know what my life would hold, and I wondered, especially if I'd ever have a family of my own. And this friend, reached inside his pocket and handed me an angel, a rustic country-style angel made out of straw. And then he headed home. And holding that angel, it was an ornament, that angel ornament in my hand somehow filled me with such hope. I couldn't see the future or how it would unfold but I felt a thrill inside that good things were coming. Not with that fellow. He was a passing angel. <laughs> but I still have that straw angel ornament to this day. And in the years since, my life has been filled with many blessings and heartbreaks. So much meaning has come my way and continues to come my way, fulfilling and exceeding those early, blurry hopes. Again, spiritual life is waiting patiently in expectation. Think about Jesus and, and what it can feel like to hope for him and hope in him he knows our hopes and dreams and holds them. And such good comes when we believe in him and hope in him, more than we can imagine at this moment right now. 
in this moment of our lives, but it's there all the same, so much learning to come for every person in this room and so many blessings. Remember just for a minute more that Sears wish book catalog, those Sears wish book dreams that I mentioned earlier. And for me, at the top of the list, it was a Kenner Easy Bake Oven. <laughs> I pined for that Kenner Easy Bake Oven with more desperation than I think I've ever wished for anything else in my life. I had this image of myself as baking the fanciest cakes and pastries, real show stoppers. I couldn't wait for it to arrive. And finally, on Christmas, it did. And it turns out that Kenner Easy Bake Ovens make spongy, thin cakes <laughs> because they cook by the light of a light bulb. <laughs> and I hope that this year, <laughs> this season of Advent and this year to come, because this is the beginning of the church year today, uh, each of us will prepare our hearts and minds to and lives not for those Sears wish book kind of dreams, but for the coming of Christ. I pray that each of us will clear a space in our hearts to host a truly hope-filled and blessed Advent and armed with all of this hope and promise that we will pour out God's love on everyone we meet, everywhere we go. That's the job, that's the call. And see in our own lives what will unfold. Amen.